welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Bye, bye, bye. Amen. Let's just praise God for the worship experience thus far. Yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Bye, bye, bye. Giving glory to God the Father, my Creator. Giving glory to God the Son, my Redeemer. Amen. Giving glory to God, the Holy Spirit, my sustainer. Hallelujah. Good morning, Redeemer. Yes, good morning. Y'all look good in y'all African God. Yes, Amen. we do. Yes, we Amen. do. Amen. I don't know about you, but I am enjoying the spirit of worship this morning. Thank God for African Heritage Sunday. And uh, as Pastor Smith said on Wednesday, we're going to celebrate our blackness. Amen. Amen. I, I, I thank God for lining things up and giving me confirmation along the way. Amen. Amen. You'll see what I'm talking about. Dr. Carter G. Woodson. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not, but he's the, he's the father and the creator of Black History Month. In one of his many famous quotes, Dr. Woodson said, those who have no record of what their forbearance have accomplished will lose inspiration, which comes from teaching, a biography, and of history. Somebody ought to say amen. 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 I want to not get sidetracked because I could preach that right there. Amen. But if you have your Bibles, and I know you do, I want you to turn to the book of Acts. And meet me in chapter 8. Amen. Amen. That is a beautiful sound. That means your church is growing. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. Man. Acts chapter 8. Verses 26 to 35. Now as my custom. I would ask that when we get into the preaching moment, that you would keep your Bible open because you got to see this thing. I might preach it, but you got to see it. Amen. Amen. And if you don't usually turn, you usually just trust and listen to the preacher. Today, I ask, can you meet me in the book of Acts chapter eight? Verses 26 to 35. Amen. I feel a little traditional today. So I'm going to read King James Version. Amen. Amen. Now you should have words in your Bible that are very similar. Here we are. The angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise, go towards the south. Unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose 
and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under the queen, under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge over all of her treasures. He had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit of the Lord spoke unto Philip. Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran hither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, understand if thou what thou readest. And he said, how can I except some man should guide me? And he described to Philip that he would come down and sit with him. The place of the scripture where he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And like a lamb, dumb before his shearers. So he opened not his mouth in his humiliation. His judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life was taken from earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said this. I pray thee. Of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Verse 35. Philip opened his mouth. And began to preach at the same scripture. And he preached unto him Jesus. I want to talk from the thought, the theme, title, the topic. How God sees us. How God sees us. Let me pray. Father. I need thee. Like the morning needs the sun. I need thee. Like the river needs the stream. I need thee. And like the beach needs the sand. I need thee. I need thee. Every hour. Every hour. I need thee. Lord, I need you. To illuminate your word. God, I need you to consecrate this feeble ministry. Lord, we need you to see the demonstration of your awesome power. All God's people said amen. Amen. I feel a little bit better now. Hey, hey, amen. Please keep your Bible open. My manner of preaching is expository. And all that simply means is I expose what's already there. Therefore, the credit goes to God and not me. Some of y'all, some of y'all are probably asking the question, why is it important how God sees us? Y'all, y'all ask some good questions. That's, that's, that's why I love y'all. Full of good questions. One reason is important. 
is because Hollywood, for years and years, have always portrayed us black people in a negative way. And it never really hit me until I got to school and I met some international people and they had to begin to apologize that we're not like what Hollywood produces. Yeah, it's important. It's important for another reason. Article 1, Section 2 of the United States Constitution in 1787 declared this fact that black folk are three-fifths. I'm trying to tell you it's important to know how God, how God sees us. Our history shows slavery, segregation, Jim Crow, unfair labor laws and practices are all rooted in how the dominant culture sees us. But I got to tell you this. I'm doing my research for the sermon. And the Lord brought to mind the baby doll test. Y'all familiar with the baby doll test? This, this day and age, you don't have to read things. You can see a video on YouTube. This, this video had a white doll and a black doll. And it had black children, five, six years old. The video was nine minutes long, but I had to stop watching it after two minutes. They asked the kids, which child is good? They paid to the white child. Which child is bad? They pointed to the black child. Which child is ugly? They pointed to the black child. What child is beautiful? They pointed to the white child. This one, I had to turn it off. Which doll you want to play with? They pointed to the white child. So it's not only important how the others see us, but how do we see ourselves? What do you see when you look in the mirror? Let me tell you, the root of self-esteem is it's rooted in how one sees themselves. I hope you ain't closed your Bible. This morning, African Heritage Sunday, I want to raise the relevant question. How does God, how does God see us? That's why I love this story. This, this, this biblical narrative shows us in God's word, which we know God's word to be true. Yes, it is. There's no lies in God's word. The truth of it is, we're going to learn today how God sees us. The biblical, the biblical narrative, and that's basically the story. I could say the pericope, which simply means the paragraph. But in speaking English, I want to start at verse 26. Is that all right? Verse, verse 26. The angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip. And he said unto Philip, Arise, go south 
unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Pick me a minute just to give you some background, just to set it up. Now, now Philip is one of the first seven deacons. Now, I know y'all go to a Bible study. That I know y'all read your Bible. So you know from verses 1 to 25, it talks about what Philip did. You follow me? In other words, Philip just preached a powerful revival in Samaria. I'm talking about a revival where there were signs and healings. Listen to me, deacons. This deacon had power to deal with unclean spirits and people. This deacon was able to heal the lame and the paralyzed. And as you read the story, you'll see there was great joy in Samaria. But somehow, God tells this deacon, leave your thriving ministry and go south to Gaza, which is desert. Now, some translations use the word wilderness. Do you, do you get the picture? In other words, there are times where God is going to tell us to do something that don't make no sense. Don't make no sense. Why would you want me to leave a thriving ministry and go to the wilderness, to the desert? I got to tell you, Philip teaches us something. It don't make a difference whether or not it makes sense to you and I. If God said it, do it. Philip shows us that we walk around day after day talking about, I want to do God's will. Not my will. Philip shows us when you do God's will, it will always, won't always make sense. But he shows us that there's a blessing in doing what God says do. Even when you don't understand it. That's what I love about verse 27. 27 said he went. Yes, he did. He went. So here we are. Verse 27. And I'm at my first point. In verse 27. If you're taking notes, my first point is Ethiopia. Ethiopia. I'm working with the letter E this morning. I'm a true Baptist priest. Here we go. 27. And he arose and he went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all of her treasures, had come to Jerusalem to worship. My first point, 
Ethiopia. Permit me to teach a little bit and preach a little bit. You see, in biblical times, the word Ethiopia, it didn't mean the country in Africa that is today. See, in biblical times, wherever you see Ethiopia, that meant all of Africa. All of Africa. In other words, it's always good to read several translations. Because sometimes the word Ethiopia may be substituted with the word Cush, which we heard in the reading. But you may hear a note, or see a note that will say Ethiopia, and watch this one, Nubia. Yes, it's in the book. It's in the book. Those terms describe the whole continent of Africa. Now, in the Old and the New Testament, there are several terms that relate to the continent of Africa. For example, you may see the word put, P-U-T, in the Old Testament. Put refers to a specific area in Libya. Put can be traced all the way back to Abraham, all the way through Ham. And if I can give you another seminary term, hematic people. That simply means people of color like us. Hematic people. We in the book. We in the book. When you see that term, the land of Cush. They're talking about all of Africa. You see, the, the term Kushite simply means burnt face. We're in the book. We're in the book. Now, you're probably saying, why is that important? Man, y'all ask some good questions. You see, it's important because there are those who want us to believe that Africans are late to the biblical narrative. That we were an afterthought of God. That if it hadn't been for the European missionary, we wouldn't know Jesus. You, 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 you see that the myths, the lies, the untruth. And the sad thing is some black people believe that. They want us to believe that we were cannibals and swung from trees. No! We were the thinkers. We are the kings and the queens. They, 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 they want us to believe that we were illiterate brutes. And it wasn't until the white people start civilizing us. The Bible, in general, but this Ethiopian story in particular, gives us biblical evidence to refute the lies and the untruths. Frederick, Frederick Douglass, Frederick Douglass in his autobiography, he talks about how when they were slaves, they didn't want the Africans to read and to write. Douglas said one day he was in the master's house and he could see that the master was so firmly against us reading 
God's word. That doctor said, I knew right then and there. The freedom from slavery is in this book. And it's a shame today. I know nobody in here. But many of us won't pick it up and read it. The freedom that's in this book. Listen. Let me get to my second point. And I hope, I hope you don't mind. But I want to do a little exegetical due diligence. I want to do a little bit of cultural exegesis. In other words, in English, I want to give it to you from an Afrocentric perspective, if I could. Amen. Amen. You see, verse 27. Verse 27 lets us know that Ethiopia refers to Africa. So this brother that's in verse 27, this brother looks like us. You see, some would say that this brother is of Ebony Hue and Kissed by Sunshine. Now watch this, watch this. We're told this brother was a eunuch. Let me pack that for a minute, work with that for a minute. You see, this term, eunuch, would normally indicate a person who has been castrated. Watch this, watch this now. However, the term could also refer to a court official. Now listen to me. I'm going to take you to school. Whenever you're doing a word study, you follow me? And you come across multiple meanings for the word. We're always taught to consider the content of the context to determine what's the correct meaning to use. I love y'all. I love y'all. I've got to tell you, I was highly upset at some biblical preachers that locked in that this brother was just castrated. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me bring it to South Philly. They were throwing shade on this brother. Watch this. Because if you take the content of the context and look at the picture that's being painted, this brother wasn't castrated. This brother was a court official. You say, okay, well, Lingham, how you know that? Well, watch this. If I go to the New Revised Standard Version, they would call him a court official. If I go to the New King James Version, they would say great authority. If I go to the NIV, they would say an important official. What I'm trying to tell you is that this brother was in charge. He was in charge. Watch this. Of the queen's entire treasury. In other words, this black man in our text today, he was a CFO. Chief financial officer. 
I'm trying to tell you how God sees us. Can I go a little further? This, this, this term, Candace. Candace wasn't a name. No, no. Watch this. Candace is a term that applies to all of the queens of Ethiopia. Let me see if I can help you out. You see, the kings of Egypt were called Pharaoh. In Rome, the emperor was called Caesar. I stopped by to tell somebody, biblically, we're kings and we're queens. That's in God's book. That's how God, that's how God sees us. Yes, verse 28, let me hear it. Verse 28. He was returning home. And I hope you got your Bible open because you got to see this thing. He was returning home and he was seated in his chariot and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. Can I, can I unpack it for you? Too often we just read. Slow down. Let me unpack this for you. Text says he was seated in his chariot. You missed it. Watch this, watch this. I got to be a good preacher and paint this picture. He was seated. Oh, there we go. And not driving. Which indicates that he had a servant or he had a driver. Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Now, if I could use my Holy Ghost imagination, this brother had a stretched chariot. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Stretched chariot. This brother was like us. We ride in style. Oh, yeah, we do. You see, let me give you some cultural exegesis. You see, in biblical times, a person of his stature would normally travel with personal assistance and security for his protection. Let me see if I can make it plain. You think that they're robbing and carjacking now. You had to be on the times of the Jericho Road. You know that story. Listen, traveling at night wasn't an option. <laughs> the roads was dangerous. So because of what he was carrying, the treasure, he had security. He had an entourage. Now back, back, back to the text. Back to the text. Let me stay. I'm going to stay with the text. He was reading the prophet Isaiah. Ah, you missed it again? You missed it again? All right. You see, scripture in those days was either written in Hebrew or the Greek Septuagint. Neither one of those is this brother's native tongue. So not only was the brother literate, 
the brother was multilingual. Uh, Y'all still not getting how God sees us. Listen, listen, listen. Not to mention the fact that he had a scroll of scripture. You missed it. Watch this. The average person didn't own or possess a scroll. You see, the average ordinary person, if they wanted to hear God's word, they had to go to the synagogue and sit down and listen. The fact that this brother owned his own scroll of scripture speaks to his wealth. This wasn't no average ordinary brother. When we read our Bibles, we will know how God, God sees us. For God sees that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We are God's workmanship created to produce good works. We have been made complete in Christ. We are chosen of God and we are holy and beloved. We are citizens of heaven. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation. We are made in the image and likeness of God. We are more than conquerors. We are child of the king. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I just come to tell somebody how God sees us. Let me let me hurry to a close. My first point was Ethiopia. My second point was the eunuch. My third and my final point is the emancipator. The emancipator. You see, on this African Heritage Sunday, I want to tell you, I see another black man in the text. I see the emancipator in the text. Yes, yeah, right here. Verses 32 to 35. It says the place of the scripture where he read was this. He was led as sheep the slaughter like a lamb dumb before the shearer so he opened not his mouth in his humiliation his judgment was taken from him who shall declare his generation his life is taken from earth the eunuch answered Philip said I pray of thee who speaketh the prophet of himself or some other man yeah, I see another black man in the text. Some would call him a Palestinian Jew with a godly suntan from the Middle East. But John, the revelator, would describe him this way. His hair on his head was white, white like wool, white like snow. His eyes was like a flame of fire and his feet 
was burnished bronze, refined in the furnace, and his voice like a roar of many waters. Don't sound like blonde hair, blue eyes. Shelly Brown Douglas, in her book titled The Black Christ, Douglas said, our ancestors knew Christ was black because they could relate and identify how they beat him, whooped him all night long. He had to be black. James Cone, in his book titled The Cross and the Lynching Tree, Cone said, our ancestors could make the connection between the cross and the lynching tree because they could see a connection with the blackness there. They could see the suffering of another black man there. They understood that old rugged cross. They could relate and identify with Jesus' suffering. Yes! You see, the emancipator is the one that sets his people free. We are set free by the vicarious sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We see that right here in Isaiah 53. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. They stretched him high. They stretched him wide. They nailed him to the cross. Our emancipator, Jesus. Jesus. Preacher would say he died. Did he die? Did he die? Some would say yes. They put him in a ball too. Because we'd only need him for a couple of days. Yes. But early. 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 Sunday morning. He got up. He got up with all power in his hand. Yes! We celebrate the resurrection. We celebrate our blackness. We celebrate the shackles have been broken and we have been set free. Yes! God God sees us as free people. The shackles has been broken. We we have to learn how to walk in our freedom. Walk with dignity. Walk with our head up high. God sees us as free people. Free people. I'm free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No longer bow. No more chains holding me. I'm free. Yeah. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you.
thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for how the world may see us, how we may even see ourselves. But God, that's not how you see us. God, you see us as made in the image and the likeness of you. God, you see us as free, free, free indeed people. God, I pray that as we leave this place, that we would walk in our freedom. Thank you, God, for our rich American African heritage history. To God be the glory. Bless you. about a um, it was a, a bird that was held captive for about 30 years and that bird a huge I think it was some some kind of bird over on the continent um, it was held captive for about 30 years and they decided to free it from the zoo you know decided to free it from the zoo and when they freed the bird from the zoo they took it to this, this um, ledge so that it could take flight really easily and the bird got to the edge and spread its wings and We're free, yes. but we've forgotten how to fly. Yes. The bird was created to fly, and it was ready. It was ready. Couldn't go nowhere. My God. Wow. My God. No more chains holding it. But it forgot what the Creator made it for. Some of you today are here celebrating your freedom. But you've forgotten why God made you. Now is your time. And today is your day. If you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are like that bird ready to fly yeah, yeah, but yeah, unable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unable to do what God created yes, you to do. I offer you Jesus. I offer you Jesus with every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Now is your time. Today yes. is your day. If, you, if you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior yes. and you want to fly, you want to fully embrace this freedom Thank that you. God has given you, you, 
I offer you Jesus. If you are in the room, feel free to walk. Meet me at the altar. Meet the deacons at the altar. If you're on the screen, just feel free to put a hand up or an emoji in or say it's me, whatever you need to do, just to acknowledge the fact that you want to embrace the freedom God gave you. You want to embrace the freedom that God gave you. If you are one who has who has decided that you want to come back to Jesus, you have lived your life in a way that you know you are not living in accordance to the design and desire of the king. Now's your time to come back home. We welcome you home. Redeemer is a great place yeah, for yeah, you to yeah. return to. And if you need a church home as a member, you know that this is the place for you. Just connect with us. Say, if you're here in the room, feel free to meet us at the altar. If you're on the screen, say it's me or put an emoji in there. And I just want to make sure that we continue in this opportunity for baptism because we Baptists, y'all. Amen. We need to get this pool right. We need to follow in the example of our Lord in believer's baptism. If you've never been baptized, you need to come forward right here, right now. Now is your time and today is your day. If you're, if you want to, if you're on the screen, feel free to put an emoji in there. Accept the freedom that God has for you. Freedom. Accept it and learn how to live into it in Jesus' name. Yes, God. Because we're free. Hallelujah. We're free.